Liverpool wins the League Cup with a bunch of kids. Zinedine Zidane, rumored now linked with Bayern Munich. Pep Linders, possibly going to Ajax. Jurgen Klopp, possibly taking the sabbatical, but then maybe, maybe going to Barcelona or perhaps Real Madrid after that. And we still don't know where Jose Mourinho's going. So what a lopsided week it's been. Inter running away with Serie A. We're going to talk about that. Real Madrid running away with La Liga. Now that Atletico, Barcelona, and Girona have all basically conceded defeat. Girona's little wonderful miracle season has come to a crashing halt in terms of the championship. They are still very much in a position to make the Champions League, which in and of itself would be a huge achievement for a club that has spent most of their existence in the second tier. But so is the life when you have the City Group backing you. Everton. Everton reduced point deduction. So good for them. They probably now are going to be safe. And the bottom three that we talked about getting relegated earlier this season will probably, probably now be those bottom three. We're talking about Luton, we're talking about Sheffield, and we're talking about Burnley. Three of the worst teams that you will ever see play in a Premier League 20 club league. They are very bad. Sheffield is the worst of them, of course. Nick, what do you think about all this, all these happenings? We're going to talk about some Serie A. We're going to talk about La Liga. We're going to talk about the Europa League draw after the round of 32 or the play-in tournament that is uh, to get to the round of 16 was completed last week. What do you make? This is the time of year we're heading into the month of March. This is uh, the final couple of days of February. March is always when you start seeing free, free transfers happening, you know, big names that are leaving their clubs. You'll start to see them ink a new deal verbally with their club. Obviously, they can't sign until June 30th when everyone's contract expires, which ends the season that year. And they will then sign with their new club July 1st of the following season, if you will. But this is the time when you see players move, you see managers move. So let's uh, quickly, before we jump into action, uh, let's talk about how your week has been and what you've been watching, what you've been up to. And then let's talk about some of these manager rumors and how you think that those managers will fit at these clubs before we get to talk about any of the on-the-pitch action and some Serie A and La Liga talk. Nick, what have you been up to, sir? Yeah, man, just just paying attention to everything. We uh, we got together and actually watched, watched the um, Carabao Cup final, which we learned was a cool energy drink originated in thailand yeah we we, yeah, learned we didn't know that. that beforehand we were trying to figure out what yeah. the hell actually care about was yeah and we actually <laughs> researched it so, yeah yes. yeah you could we could actually purchase some from walmart we had no idea online you could at least but yeah man we we had a good time man me you steve steven we hung out watched it um i had to do things something nephews whatnot uh had to get up out of there but so i didn't get to see the end i did get the notification and was I shocked to see Liverpool win? No, not at all. Uh, I'm sure we'll 
talk more about that. But other than the EFL, man, I'm just following Libertadores, following the title races. Uh, we had Boca River on the weekend. That was something that we haven't talked about or said anything about. I watched a little bit of that while I watched Real Madrid. So, yeah, man, all this uh, manager talks very interesting. Good to see Zidane talking about getting back on the on the side of the pitch. Uh, really excited to talk about that. I'm coming into this one a little blind, and I'm excited, man, because because I I just know whatever we're gonna discuss. Me and you probably have a already talked about it, or B, I'm sure me and you both are already pretty aware of it. So, oh, and and, and uh, yes, Syria, Inter Milan. Very, very happy. Today was a beautiful day. Went down 0-1. to one. There was a handball. And let me tell you, that woke them up. Um, we can get into that too. So, so yeah, de- definitely excited about this show. A lot. A lot to talk about. Well, I want to talk first about some of the stuff. You know, we scan – we obviously scan websites and various news sources for – just what's going on in the world of football. And it came across this today. And I can honestly say it's one of those things that is a rumor. So before anyone thinks that I'm saying this, I'm not, am I saying that it's going to happen? Absolutely not. But sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. And sometimes where there's just the smallest amount of, of dust, there becomes smoke. And then that becomes a fire. I mean, it just, it happens uh, so many times in sports where you just dismiss it and then it ends up becoming a reality. But I saw today, I immediately texted you that we'll talk about these rumors first. Zinedine Zidane is open and wants to get back on to the managerial bench. He's itching to get back into it with such a huge amount of success in such a small amount of time with Real Madrid, you would have to say, I mean, okay, you took over a club that kind of can go on autopilot, right? Yeah. So it's one of those Pep Guardiola things where how much, if Real Madrid had no manager, could they finish top four in La Liga? I think that they absolutely would. There's too much talent to not finish top four. So that's saying if they had like a player manager. So like back in the NBA, like Bill Russell was the coach and the manager or coach Mm -hmm. and the the best player for the Boston Celtics. And they won like 11 NBA titles, I think. Yeah. I know (laughs) Red Auerbach came in. I just, I remember there was some teams that like, like Pete Rose was a manager and a player for the Cincinnati Reds. Okay, there's yep. a good example that I know yeah, for sure. Great happened. example. Okay. Yeah. So Zidane, I think, is looking for a challenge. So let's talk about how this would not be that challenge. Because if Real Madrid can coast to a top four finish in La Liga without a manager, Bayern Munich can probably, on most years, this being the exception, but on most years, they can probably win the league without a manager. So the link I saw today, and again, I would like to preface, I am in no way, shape, or form saying that I believe this or that it's accurate or that it has any, I'm just saying it was reported that it's a possibility. That's all. And I would like to discuss, Nick, how does Zidane, A, go from Madrid to Bayern 
and think consider that to be a challenge and b surely that does interest a little bit because then you have say he stays Jabi Alonso and Zinedine Zidane two of the greatest players to play in La Liga history on opposite touchlines for Leverkusen and Bayern Munich so all of a sudden you have two Spanish managers well obviously Zidane's French but yeah but he was a great player in Spain so I'll, I'll let me say that so former First-tier Spanish league players. Adon is French, not to be confused with where he was born, but he was he made his mark as a professional with Real Madrid, a Spanish yeah. club. So what do you think about that? How does that fit? Do you think it's a good fit? Do you take any – does he take any pride in beating Darmstadt and beating Bochum, which Tuchel – obviously can't be Bochum to save his life right now. So what do you see? What do you think that means for Zidane if he goes there? Because does that add to his rest? I mean, he's going to get, he'll, he'll, he'll get Harry Kane his trophy finally. Yeah. But I don't know how much of a challenge. Yeah. Challenge it is. Yeah. I mean, if you want to take, if you want to take Napoli. Okay. So he says, I'm going to go to Napoli. They just won the Serie A, and they have had one of the worst title defenses in modern history of any major club of any of the major leagues in Europe. Yeah. They are atrocious this year. That would be something where my eyes would be raised and say, man, this guy, he's stepping up to the plate. He is absolutely going to make Napoli a top four club next season, and they'll probably challenge for the title of the season after that. Yeah. But with Bayern, they'll win the league by 18 points with him. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. this? No, I mean, I I completely – I agree with you, man. I mean, and and you always bring this up when we talk about Pep. Like, if you are so great and if you're the world-class manager that you – well, he doesn't say he is, but, you know, everyone's first argument for world-class best manager ever is Pep Guardiola, right? And what do you say? You say, well, if he's the greatest, why is he always going where he's set up so easily? If you're the greatest, go somewhere like, good example, Napoli. Go somewhere like Inter Milan. Go somewhere, we'll use it English, go to West Ham. You know, go to Leverkusen. Go somewhere like that and win a title. Take that team to the promised land, take them to Champions League, win a Champions League trophy, uh, win the league, do something like that. And what Pep has done is he's gone where A, the money is, and B, where the talent is just everywhere. So Zidane would be falling in those footsteps, man. I mean, going to Bayern Munich is not – the only challenge there is winning Champions League. What other challenge do you have? DFB, Polkow, they can win that if they want uh, the league, they win that they've won that 12 times out of the last or 12 out of the last 13. If I'm not mistaken, um, there's no challenge in going to Bayern Munich. Not at all. Uh, I agree with you, man. I don't find that very challenging. I hope he doesn't. I I've always been the anti Bayern Munich guy just cause they have withheld me from watching and enjoying that league for the last 12 years. 
I finally have enjoyed this league. So I don't want to dislike Zidane, man. I, I don't want him to take on this quote-unquote challenge that doesn't exist. I mean, you know, that's that. It, it's just like it, – it was like when the Lakers had Gary Payton, Shaq, Kobe. You remember that super dream team? And guess what? They didn't win the title that year. Who won it? The Pistons. Detroit Pistons, yeah. Yep. So, you know, I bring that up to say that all those guys went there – for quote unquote to win the, the a challenge, win the title, they didn't even win the dang thing. But they they thought that you know being that stacked would would equate something like that, but it didn't. And Zidane going to Bayern Munich to form this super stacked squad, even though he's not a player, still Zidane counts. He's that manager. I just don't think it's a challenge, man. It really isn't. So I, I don't. I don't like that idea, man. I, I, you know, I'm against it. First thing I said to you was, dude, I don't want to hate Zidane. I really don't. So, no, nah, man, I don't see any challenge in that. You want to challenge? Go to Hamburg. Bring them up out of the second tier. Go to go to uh, Mucin Gladbach. Get them. Get them back into Champions League. You know, something like that. So one would argue at this point, Zidane's name is far too big to even consider a club like that. The only there's only three clubs at this point that would even be remotely within interest to him in the Bundesliga, and that's probably Leverkusen because they are the top club this year. Yeah, Borussia Dortmund, which I think that would be a challenge if he could take Dortmund back to where Klopp had them. Oh, I yeah. have all the respect in the world for him for that. Big right? time, absolutely. But, He's not going to go there because they won't. They will not um, pay him what he wants. I can guarantee no, that. Dortmund not. are notoriously cheap, and they're not going to do that. And the other one is Bayern Munich. It, yeah. I, I just, you know, what Javi Alonso's done with um, Leverkusen—that's a challenge. And what he's been able to do there to, to actually slay Bayern Munich to take four out of six points from them to beat them just beyond all recognition a couple weeks yeah. ago at the Bay Arena, three yeah. nil, just just dis, dismantle them. Yeah. That's that that's like Alonso's now going to be written in Bundesliga history for ending a twelve year reign of terror. Like that yeah. is his legacy, right? Yeah. And Leverkusen having never won a Bundesliga title, now gonna win one first time ever. You're a made man. You're a made yeah. man at that point. Zidane going to Bayern to do what Franz Beckenbauer did what Joop Heinkiss has done, what Altmar Hitzfeld has done, what, by the way, Julian Nagelsmann did, what Carlo Ancelotti did, yeah. what Pep Guardiola did. I mean, it's the list goes on and on and on. You're just another name that went to, as they call themselves in Germany, FC Hollywood. They call yeah. themselves FC Hollywood. Yeah. No, I don't know. It just I, I guess it's an easy payday and it's an easy trophy, you know, that you can win. Yeah. The only thing you can do that kind of makes your mark at Bayern at this point, but winning a Bundesliga title is 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 a jack. You have to win a Champions League. Yeah, it's gotta be Champions League. And he's a master at that. I mean, I'll give him credit oh, for God, that. Yeah. I'm talking about La Liga and what he did with Real Madrid being okay, so you only have to beat Basically, Barcelona at that time that had Messi, yeah. Suarez, and Neymar. If you get past them, you're you're pretty much home home free, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Atletico had Griezmann, but they weren't going to challenge for the title. They were always top three. Yeah, 
But him winning three consecutive Champions Leagues, now that's impressive. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I mean, dude, just mind-blowing. Yeah. So I just think that I, – I hope that that doesn't happen for all of our sakes. But yeah. it's not going to do anything – People will talk about it and say, okay, he won a La Liga title. He won a Bundesliga. He won Champions Leagues with Real Madrid. Did he do that with Bayern? It remains to be seen. But I just look at that as like an easy cop-out is the way yeah. I look at it. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely the easy way out, man. T- take the take the hard route. Show us what you're made of and, and actually give yourself a challenge. I mean, going to Bayern Munich – just doesn't say challenge to me. I mean, the one odd year is this season for Bayern Munich to actually not win something. We talk about this any other time. It's no question that there's not a single challenge. You know, uh, Kane just brought his his toddy curses to Bayern Munich for a season. I mean, let's you know it it, it brings it it makes next season more interesting. At least, I mean, me and you will be paying attention to Bundesliga next season even more if Bayern Munich won it this season than we would if they didn't. We'll be paying even more attention is what I'm saying to the to the season because we want to see how they're going to respond now. Think about it. We want to see if Leverkusen are going to sell their people. We want to see if everyone's going to leave wherever they're at, they're at to join Bayern Munich. We want to see who they get. So – yeah, man, this this just makes next year's uh, Bundesliga just that much more interesting. You just have to hope that Bayern Munich doesn't end up getting back on track and winning it by November like we thought they would when they bought Harry Kane. So, yeah, man, it, it at least gives us something to look forward to next season with all the managerial stuff, and uh, it's it keeps our eyes on that league for at least one more season because we want to see – if someone else can do what Xavi Alonso is able to do. And if he even stays, let's see if he can repeat, you know, give, give me and you, we, we want to see this. I mean, before I met you, man, I would never talk about German football this much, but we got very fortunate, man. We got very lucky. And uh, to see Zidane go there next season. And if Xavi Alonso did stay, I guess it would be pretty interesting, but you know, I just don't want to see it, man. I just don't. Okay, so Pep Linders to Ajax. When I told you I first saw this, it's rumored. I think this is an excellent fit. Yeah. This is just the right size club. And I don't mean that, you know, Ajax is obviously considered European royalty. They've won their fair share of European Cups as well, or Champions Leagues, if you will. They've won one back in the 90s, as a fact. As a matter of fact, they were in the final four, what was it, four or five years ago with the great generation of players, DeLitt and Frankie De Jong and all those those guys. So... I think this is a great fit for him. Ajax are struggling this season. They're they're in a bad way. Yeah. And I think Pep Linders taking the Liverpool job is way too big for him. But I think yeah. Ajax is the right-sized league and the right-sized club to where he's not going to have an immense amount of pressure like he would in a yeah. top-six side in the Premier League. So Agreed. what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a really good I- fit. I think that he would do really great wonders. And he's excellent in player development, which is what Ajax – is known yeah. for is their youth development. They pride themselves on that. How many superstars yeah. have they put out in the last 25 years that have become global household names? So yeah, I think it's a great fit, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, same, man. When you told me this, I, I said, that's perfect. I mean, the guy, I, I feel like he's going to go there 
and and I actually saw it looked like it was pretty serious, like they're in talks or something. I mean, it looks like it's probably going to go down, and I think it's great for him. I mean, you give him two seasons or a season there, and he does decent, a bigger club's going to pick him up. Like definitely someone, Premier League maybe, uh, something like that. You're going to see him go – you know, somewhere like a, I always bring up West Ham. I don't know why, but you know, just that mid table topper, uh, uh, um, upper mid side size club, he'd be perfect for it. I mean, he learned under the best man. I mean, the guys won everything with Liverpool. I, I mean, I agree. Great player development does great with the, the players. I mean, just the youngsters for Liverpool. Now we mm-hmm. just talked about him doing wonderful. And he's a part of that. I would love to see him go. Ajax just escaped uh, Bodo Glint to um, advance in the Conference League by the skin of their teeth. And uh, I really feel like they need someone like him to get them uh, uh, back into Champions League, back at the top of the Eredivisie, which is not a bad league. I mean, you're talking about a league that's very similar to Portugal, you know, just just on that cusp of being above the top five, you know, almost at France, almost there to, to you know, a little bit bigger. I mean, we've seen some good sides and good good players come out of the Eredivisie, and uh, I'd love to see him there. Pep Lenders, I, I think he'll stay there for a season or two. He'll bring them some glory, knock Feyenoord or, or PSV down, and then a big club is going to come knocking. I, I would I would guarantee it. I mean, well, PSV yeah. are undefeated in the league this season. Twenty-one yeah. wins and two draws. Oh, it's crazy! They're Look at their goal differential. They have a, yeah, they're plus sixty-six goal differential. They've had eleven goals against and seventy-seven for. They are absolutely, absolutely insane. Yeah. So PSV, it's obvious that it's no surprise that a lot of people have them upsetting Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League because they are an incredible offensive team especially yeah. in in domestically but Ajax is who we're talking about here and they're in fifth place that's that is yeah they, they are believe it or not not 29 normal. points off of first Jesus that's, that is insane that's insane yeah. they have 10 wins six draws and seven losses goal differential of plus eight they have the third most goals scored in the Eredivisie but they have 43 conceded which looking at this table so first place, uh, PSV 11 conceded, Feyenoord 17. What is this third place team is uh, FC Twente. That is uh, 22 conceded. AZ Alkmaar, 22 conceded. They're yeah. in fourth place. Ajax is in fifth place, 43 conceded. It's almost doubled. double. Yeah, it's, yeah. They have no defense. They, they're just, yeah. So I think that Linders would bring a lot of stability and yeah. great development just teaching the game and developing young talent to become the best that they can be. Yeah, absolutely. And Nowhere but up. Kind of drop off. Yeah. 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 Good one. So Definitely. the last, the last person I want to talk about, and I wanted to hit on this because we had actually joked about uh, Jurgen Klopp's next move. And I said, I was joking today about Hamburg and you were like, he would never go to Hamburg. And then I told you about how actually, actually, he was set to go to Hamburg back in the mid 2000s after he left Mainz and Hamburg basically said they didn't want Jurgen Klopp. Of course. And the deal fell through because, <laughs> you know, he had never, he was just a no name douchebag from Mainz. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so Dortmund ended up getting him and Hamburg are now five consecutive seasons or six, five or six consecutive seasons yeah. now. And I think it's six, actually six. Yeah. yeah. The second tier after never having been relegated before and Dortmund went on to win two Bundesliga titles back to back and go to a Champions League final yeah. under Jurgen Klopp. So yeah, see how that worked out for Dortmund and how it worked out for Hamburg. Dortmund yeah. had not enjoyed that kind of success <sighs> since 2002 when they won the Bundesliga. So it had been nine years in between titles. Yeah. And they won back-to-back titles. And Jurgen Klopp obviously assembled a squad of talent that was world-class with Dortmund. We're talking yeah. about Lewandowski. We're talking about Mario Götze. We're yeah. talking about Marco Royce later on. We're talking about uh, team, uh, Weidenfeller in goal. We're talking about Marcel Schmelzer. Schmelzer, yeah. We're talking about Lukas Piszczek, Mats Hummels. Hummels, yeah. An incredible squad. Yeah, crazy. And on the bench, later on the bench, he had Obama Yang. I mean. Yeah. Good old Pierre. Yeah, it was just it was it was just an incredibly insane amount of talent. Yeah. That unfortunately Mario Götze was the first domino to fall and most of them left. Yeah. You know, Mats almost left and then came back. The one the only one that, that stayed was Marco Royce. I'll give him credit for being loyal. Absolutely. Yeah. He never wavered on his promise to not leave Dortmund and he didn't. Yeah. So well, he, he's in the news. I, I meant to tell you on the side. I know we're not talking about him, but yeah. he's supposed to be going to MLS. But we'll see if that. Marco happens. Royce. Yeah. Oh God, they'll like, he'll be broken in half in two minutes. Yeah. No, I know. That's why I was like, why just retire at BBB, dude? You might as well at this point. Why just not? Go why just yeah, go be like retire yeah. at BBB and just be that legend. Just yeah. let 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 don't it go. stoke. Let don't let wear stoke. another shirt. Don't yeah. do. What Bastian Schweinsteiger did. I mean, that's oh, just. Oh, God, no. Yeah. yeah. Be like Tati. Finish finish a legend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, yeah. and Tati's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I was upset to see that. But yeah. So what are your thoughts then? Where do you think Klopp's going to go after his? I think he's going to take a one year sabbatical. Where do you see if you had to. You think he takes the year off? Yes, I do. I think I think he's taking this year off to get to to hit the refresh button, do yeah. a little R and R, spend yeah. time with his new grandson, yeah. go back to Germany, and contemplate his next move. Yeah, God, man, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's just you know it, it 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 so much depends on what happens this off season. You know, you have so many big jobs opening up, and then it depends on how these guys do at their job because. Someone could go to Barca, crash. Someone could go to, you know, PSG or or Liverpool, and and could absolutely drop them into the the crapper. And then next thing you know, Jurgen had a year in Tahiti and Hawaii. Next thing you know, it's time to come back. Can we win Pep over and get him to come and not Pep? Can we win Klopp over? Get him to come and manage our squad and get us back up. So it could really be anybody. Where would I like to see him go? I would love to see him go somewhere in Germany and and get repeat what he did to to Bayern Munich when he was at Borussia Dortmund. Will he do it? I I don't think so. I think he's had his time at Germany. I don't know how you feel about that one, but I would like to see him go somewhere else. Go I don't know, man. It's really a hard one cuz where would you, you know, it's it's 
he's just so so good even with the youth even with the the fans and with everything he, he did such a good job at Liverpool and I didn't get to see what he did at Borussia Dortmund but I know at Liverpool he did such a good job you know I, if I had to pick a place I mean maybe seeing him bring Barca back back to beat Real Madrid I never have been a really big Real Madrid fan because I didn't like Ronaldo maybe seeing him do that would be something I'd like to see but Barca have to replace Xavi right now, Xavi right now. So that might not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, La Liga, you know, La Liga is a good spot. I think he'd be good in La Liga. I really do, man. I, I think you can play Liverpool ball, which is clock ball right now. You could play that in La Liga and, and succeed. I mean, you really could. So Barca would be a good one for me. Um, I don't want to see him go to France. He'll just dominate. Uh, or Germany, man. I'd like to see him try again to knock Bayern Munich off their their hell their their chair. You know, uh, do you think he would go back to Germany? I, I just wonder depends if, on the I team. Just wonder. I wonder. Yeah, it has to be the right situation. But I wonder yeah. if that league is just too small for him now. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, it's I, been I, a I one team that, I don't mean to yeah. say that out of like you know. I just. No, you're right. Like the only club that I could see him going to, because it's the only one that Carlo Ancelotti went to, is Bayern, and I just yeah. I cannot see Jurgen Klopp on a Bayern touchline. I just can't. Yeah, God, man, I could not imagine. Oh, they would love that though. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they'd probably go undefeated. They probably they probably would. literally would go undefeated they, in the league. They'd probably they probably win three yeah. matches, draw four, and lose zero. Yeah. I, I'm laughing because they would; those fans would literally faint if they saw Jurgen Klopp signing for Bayern Munich. I mean, That's like, yeah, 94 points right there. So, oh my God, automatically. So, you know, maybe Barca, but it, it's hard to tell right now. You know, so much can happen, and there's so much that's going to happen. I mean, in the summer, sure, we may not be covering a lot of leagues. We we're not going to have any to cover, but we're going to be. There's going to be a lot of manager stuff going on, man. I'm telling you, we. We may not know to realize it yet, but I really feel that all this stuff is gonna gonna happen, and we're gonna be covering it this summer, and it's gonna keep us busy. I mean, there's so many jobs that are gonna be opening, and places where big names can go: Tuchel, Xavi, Barca, PSG, Liverpool, Le- Leverkusen. I mean, dude, the list is massive. That I've never seen such a big big openings in one season. I mean, three of the biggest clubs. Uh, on the face of the earth, Bayern, uh, Bayern, Lever- Liverpool, and Barca. Come on, when have we ever seen those three need a manager the same season? Chelsea, Chelsea is yeah. Rumored. Chelsea will be firing. What's his Chelsea name? Chelsea is rumored to be linked with Inter's manager. Yeah, Filippo Inzaghi. So that's yeah. just another. And I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. No, well, we don't want to see. Yeah, we like. We like Inter. We don't want to see. We don't want to see no pain. We don't want to see let's, him going. Um, yeah. So let's 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 segue over to Serie uh, As a matter of fact. So Inter played on Sunday a four nil thrashing of Lecce. So Latara Martinez got the brace. David Fratesi and then Steven De Vrij. And then today they played again against Atalanta, which in the past, and see, this is where, this is a new enter. This is where you know that they've turned the page. And this is where you know 
that the Mancini squads from the mid 2010s and just the Stefan, Stefan uh, Pioli, the, those squads, they're, they're done. They're over with the, you know, the Mauro Cardi years where they would beat Juve two to one and then they would lose the next week to Sassuolo. Like yeah. Three nil. So, yeah. that, so and, and for unreal, I remember watching a game they were playing, they were, they were, Second, first or second in the league. This is back in like 2017, I think, 2017, 2018. And they came out in January. They played Udinese. And Udinese was like in a relegation spot. And they just beat Inter 3-1. Like it was nothing. Yeah. And I remember that because I was we were snowed in. It was when we were actually snowed in in Charleston when we had the big snowstorm. Oh, wow. And <laughs> like the bridges were closed. But I was watching yeah. Inter play. And I just remember being so upset at how yeah. they come out they're they're content, contending for the league and then you lose to Udinese like just just yeah. just get the, the hell beat out of you right yeah <laughs> that's over with man they have yeah. they, they are on pace I mean look at this 22 wins three draws and one loss yeah they have no, not I, lost yeah in 2024 and they have a plus 55 goal differential they have the best defense in the league like normally Juve were the standard bearers Juve's conceded 19 goals and you would say that's fantastic Inter's conceded 12 26 yeah. matches 26 matches they've conceded 12 goals that is yeah. insane 67 4 Juve scored 41 goals Inter's got 67 yeah so they score another four today in a banana peel match that they normally, I mean, this is, hey, Atalanta wins this. They're in the top four. Yeah. They're back they're in the top four. Yeah. Instead, Bologna's still top four. They've obviously slipped back down to six, and now they're back up to four. So Bologna's still hanging on to a Champions League spot by the skin of their teeth. Milan had the chance, as we said last week, to move past Juve in the table. Instead, they lose to Monza 4-2. Yeah. Juve took care of business. They beat Frosinone, who are 16th. They did take care of business, but it was 3-2. Ugly win for them. But Inter come right back out. And if you say, like, okay, the door's slammed now. It's 12 points. Inter, they get another four. Darmian scores. Lataro scores. DeMarco scores. And Fratesi scores. So four different goal scores for Inter. They do this at the San Siro today. Take care of business against Atalanta. 26 matches played, 12 to go, 12-point lead over Juventus. They've already beaten them in the return fixture. I mean, this is – it's dusted, right? It's done and dusted, right? Serie yeah. A is, is – is, uh, Inter is going to win their 20th Scudetto. They're going to get yeah. their second star on their kit. Everything's looking up for them. They're Champions League finalists from last season. They have a great opportunity to make it right back into that game this year. This is the best that Inter have been since Jose Mourinho were there. Filippo Inzaghi has done the 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 business end, the front office transfers have been incredible. Mm-hmm. They've been on point. They've hit on almost every single player that they have acquired. And Filippo Inzaghi will at long last get his much, much deserved scudetto that he has been working for now for quite a few years. I could not be happier for Inter. Yeah. They're doing it in dominating style too. This is not your Jose Mourinho two one grinder. They're no. going out there and they're just beating, taking, t- taking other teams to the woodshed. Yeah, yeah, they're they're killing teams. And and it was funny today. I was watching, and Atalanta scored an early goal, went up, and I think I told you this before we started recording. And it VAR called it back for if I'm not mistaken handball, and then it was like. 
<laughs> it was like inner saw red and it was just no turning back. I mean, it was like that goal that they at Atlanta scored just just woke them up and turned on a switch because they started out a little slowly, you know, a little sluggish first five, ten minutes. I mean, you know, it's the beginning of the match, but you know, Atlant Atlantia gets that goal early and Inter has to come back from being down, and that's just not something they, you know, are necessarily used to because they never allow freaking goals. Well, let me tell you, when they called that goal off, it was it was over. I mean, Atlanta could have just packed their bags and just left. Uh, it was quick. They went up. Inter was up 2-0 at the half, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was done. Uh, over with. I mean, I haven't seen a stronger Inter Milan side, I think, since I've been following football for the last yeah. 15 years. I mean, this is yeah. incredible. And I... Everything from defense, from Jan Sommers, from backline to Laturo, even Marco. Everybody is playing lights out. Everybody's doing their job. They're doing it as a team, too. Inzaghi's making the right calls. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I would be shocked if we don't see them in the final, in the semifinal, Champions League, they're going to win this title. And, and I mean, this is this is a very strong side. No one wants to see this team. Nobody. And and if I were in Champions League and I was still, still there, if I drew Inter Milan, I would not be happy because how do you, how do you beat them? I mean, you just – you can't score against them. You can't stop their front. Sure – it was a little difficult for them to score against uh, Athleti, but who? I mean, it's always hard to score against. Um, what's his name? Freaking Diego uh, Simeone. Diego Simeone. I mean, his whole his whole tactic is to d- defend you well, and you're not going to score. Well, guess what? Inter still scored their goal. It was hard. Dumfries didn't have the best time. Everybody was a little bit off, but Marco still came through, and. Inter still got that goal, and I'm telling you, they nobody wants to see them. They are gonna, they'll advance, they'll draw someone, hopefully a little easy. Let's let's get PSV or Dortmund or Porto or Arsenal, somebody like that. Let's get one of those and just let Inter destroy them, and then go into the semifinal and hopefully the final. And I'm telling you, wouldn't you love to see Inter hoist that uh, Champions League trophy? No one wants to see City. Yeah. You know, no, here's 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 something right here. Like, so Mourinho's last season at Inter, they won the league by two points over Roma. They obviously that was part of the treble, but 24 yeah. wins, 10 draws, four losses. They had they conceded 34 goals, they had 82 yeah. points and a plus 41 goal differential. They already, like I said, this season, plus 55 goal differential. They have one loss. They have 22 wins. They played 38 and had 24 wins. They've they've only played 26 matches and already have almost matched the win total from that season when they won the treble. Yeah. So, I mean, is this could this could possibly be the best interside in history? Yeah. No. As I mean, as you can't. I guess you can't say that unless they do win a treble. They cannot win the Coppa Italia, right? Yeah. Because they've been knocked out. Yeah. If but I, I would say look, all think they've won back to back Coppa Italias. Yeah, that big yeah. Deal. 
if they win the Champions League and they win the league and then they win the FIFA Club World Cup and then they win the Super Cup in Europe. Yeah. I mean, that, that if they all get counts. a quad out of that, that all counts. Like this, 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 this side is so incredibly well balanced. And I've said this, it's like a yeah. record about Inter this, that, that I've said so many times about how this is such a well-balanced side, how they play the three-five-two to perfection, how Lataro and Turam are just the, an amazing duo, number nines, Batman and Robin up front, that they just cannot be stopped. But then you also have incredible support in the midfield. This is one of the best midfields in Europe. I say that yeah. with the yeah. utmost conviction. This is one of the best midfields in Europe. Inter can dis- destroy you and, and, and dissect you from the midfield. They have precision yeah. passing, these players have excellent vision and they can score. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's funny because people argue that, you know, and it's a it's a reasonable argument with the whole trophy deal. You know, well, well, this side won four trophies, but you know, da da da. I, I mean, right. On paper and looking at this team, I mean has to go down as one of the greatest. I mean, you can ask any Inter Milan fan. They're going to tell you, I'm sure, that they do win the Champions League and the Scudetto. You're, they're going to say this is one of the, the best. They, you have to. Uh, granted, you know, you don't win the, the Coppa Italia, whatever. I mean, like you said, there were repeat winners. They lost to Bologna in, in extra time. I mean, it was kind of a – I feel like – that was okay to me because I, I feel you you want to win Champions League. You want to focus on Champions League. You want to get that trophy that is you know a little bit more elusive. So, I, I mean, yeah, you're not touching the three trophies, whatever. But you, like you said, you can win the Club World Cup. You can win that Super Cup at the beginning of the season with this same squad basically held together unless the manager goes. But even then, that doesn't mean they can't win it. And, and you got to say that this goes down as one of those best teams. I mean, like you said, that midfield, I mean, we could say that about the back line. We could say it about the two up front. I mean, those five, that that the way they're set up in that midfield, the back, the front, everybody's just playing lights out. And and it's it's going to continue. I mean, we saw it today. They played one of the best sides in, in Italy and made it look like, you know, it made it look like they were playing Verona or, or uh, you know, Spiza out of Serie B. I mean, it, they, they made a joke of them. So one of the greatest, I think, uh, from what I've seen, it is the best. I mean, I didn't get to see Jose and them. But, you know, win the Champions League, which is still going to be difficult. Win that and win the Scudetto. And, and I'm going to, you know, I'm purchasing one of those beautiful kits that we were looking at. Well, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about, was Juventus and what I want to talk about with Juventus is the fact that I think a lot of people will see this, you know, last season they finished seventh place. They didn't even qualify for Europe, no conference league, no Europa league. This is a team that's a perennial champions league participant in seventh place. They miss out on Europe completely. And they're in second place right now. So I think, you know, them losing, them being 12 points behind, you know, what cost them the title is obviously the loss to Inter. Then they follow that yeah. up with a loss to Udinese. That's, yeah. that's six points dropped right there. Yeah. Then they draw with Verona. So what do Udinese yeah. and Verona have in common? They're in the bottom half of the table. Those should have been automatic wins for Juventus if they wanted to keep pace, if they were serious about this. But I'm not sure that they win, you know, 
on Sunday against Frosinone three to two. As I said, it was an ugly win. It, Juve are probably ahead of schedule. Honestly, they you know yeah. they go from seventh to second. They're going to make the Champions League again this season. They're going to be back yeah. in, in 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 Europe's best competition, the world's best competition, club football competition. So, yeah. what do you? How do you rate them? Like. This season, I mean, I, honestly, I think that a lot of UV fans are disappointed, but I really don't think that they have any reason to be. No, it's just that one season where Inter was just so on fire. I mean, they they had that one little sliver of a chance, and they didn't take it. I mean, me and you covered that match very heavily, man. I mean, we had an episode on it. If you haven't heard it, you're listening to this, us talk Serie A, and you like this. Listen to go back and listen to that episode. We talked about that match very heavily and we said it Juve gives this up and it's going to be pretty much over with because you you needed those points and I know I see what you're saying is they then followed that up with two stumbles to even give it up even more so you know the fans being disappointed sure but this is that one-off year where Inter Milan have literally been unstoppable I mean letting in 11 goals so far that's crazy I mean that that's probably I think that is the best in all power five leagues if I'm not mistaken besides maybe what PSV let in how many and that's not even a power five but you got to think this is that one-off year where where Inter's been so good that Juve even having a good season, which they are, it's not like they're playing terribly, that they're just nowhere near first place. Inter's been that good. I, I don't, you know, that's that's what I attribute that to, man. When they had their opportunity, they didn't take it, and now they're sitting in second, and that's where they're going to finish. You know, Inter's just too good right now. I mean, the way I look at this, like if you look at like their 17, the 2017-18 squad, that's kind of like during the height of Allegri's first tenure with Juventus. Like, look at this, like in goal, Buffon, Chesney was his backup. Then you had Chiellini, you had uh, Benatia, Alexandro, Barzagli, yeah. Benedict Hovidis came over from Schalke, Rugani and Stefan Lichsteiner, you know, that they... they Oh God! Yeah, yeah I remember. I mean, yeah, for for uh, the Swiss Swiss international. Yeah, in midfield: Kadira, Marquisio, Matuidi. Yeah, Matuidi. I mean, these are yeah Betancourt. I mean, and then in the front yeah. you had Gonzalo Higuain, Paulo Dybala, Douglas Costa, Mario Mandzukic, yeah. and Bernadeschi. Yeah. I mean, and then Juan Cuadrado, yeah. as a matter of fact, as well. These, yeah, I mean, this was a stacked team. Absolutely, this was a stacked team. They That's did when I got so those much. Jerseys. Yeah, they had yeah. so much good business they did and it, yeah. it, you know they lost that 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 summer they lost um they loaned out Moise Keen they they lost Neto they lost Danny Alves and they lost Leonardo Bonucci yeah so it's and, yeah, and, all this, and also you know like Thomas Rincon they lost him too so i just i, I don't th- if you look at this lineup if you look at you know Juventus what they have right now compared to what Allegri had before, you know, you have Chesney's now the starter, but you have yeah. Bremer, Rugani, Gatti, Milik, who's been playing what seems like forever. He's just, I mean, he's 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 older now. Rabio, Weston McKinney, and I know Americans want to root for the Americans, but uh, come on, man, really? Are you, are you, yeah, think this yeah. guy's really that good. He, I mean, this is. I'm not okay. 
Anyways, yeah, he's he's, you he's, yeah. he's he's average player. Timothy Vea, yep. he's your average midfielder. Yeah, Cambiaso, Kiesa's very good, and then Vlahovic, right? Yeah, this this is this 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 team it's just is average. not as good as as what Allegri had nope. seven seven years ago. Nope, They're, they were in a rebuild, right? Some of those players, you know, Ronaldo left, Higuain left, all those players, they. That same thing happened to Inter after Mourinho left. They finished second the next season. And then all of a sudden, they found themselves in seventh and eighth place. Yeah. And you would say, well, you know, those weren't when well, you had players like Mike Hahn and you had players like Diego Milito and you had players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic in his prime. And you had players like Javier Zanetti. The, the, yeah. the, the, basically, now you got like at that point, Maori Cardi and a bunch of jabronis. Yeah, that's it. Joao, Joao Mario, are you are you serious? Tandreva, yeah. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, oh, that's I, and, and it's it's just not comparable. And it took Inter seven eight years. They they got Conte in. They completed their rebuild. And Inzaghi has taken what Conte did and built on top of it. This squad, if you look at this roster, if you look at the players on Inter's roster from top to bottom, it's a European stacked and loaded team. You do not see that with Juventus. So the fact that they are in second place, and I know that, that Milan, and we'll talk about Milan here in a minute, I know that Milan had the chance to move into second. They blew it. Which is, you know, typical. Milan's going to finish because Serie A is such a a crapshoot between, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. I mean, hell, even Napoli, as bad as they've been, are still only eight points off the top four. Believe it or not. Yeah, they had a big win yeah. today, by the way, six to two. But Juventus is not like them being in second, twelve points behind Inter. To me is nothing to be ashamed of. And I know Juve fans will, as I said before, they're going to say, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. I get it. But you're not, I hate to say this to Juve fans, you are not on Inter's level. Yeah. You're not on Inter's level. Just as I would have said seven, eight years ago, Inter is nowhere. And I mean nowhere near Juventus's level. Yeah. The the tide has turned. The script has been flipped, and Inter are the dominant kings of Italy again. And Juve are second fiddle, and they will be back, but they're not there yet. But I feel I believe that they are further along in their rebuild than they have any right to be. They're a top four side. I don't know if they're second place, but that's where they find themselves. Can they hold on to it? So I want that's what I want your thoughts on. Do you think that Juve fans have anything to be disappointed about? Yeah, they don't play European um, football. So they have no other competition. Nope, nothing else to worry about. And that's and yeah. we all know that that's you know when you do that, it can be easy to win the league. Sometimes you know Chelsea won a Premier League title under Conte when they didn't have European football. It must be must be nice yeah. to not have to rotate your squad. Yeah, I know, right? So I'll just ask that's, ask Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to. That's that's what I was going to ask. Is just like, what are your Thoughts on where Juve actually is? I mean, would you, as a Juve supporter, if you supported them, would you be satisfied? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, everyone can't just be like Bayern Munich and, and, and stay on the top every freaking season. You're going to have those off years where you need to rebuild and revamp, get those old guys out, get some new in. And sometimes it's not all going to be a good transition. And for Juve to be in second place, I mean, with Inter Milan playing as good as they are now, I mean, you just kind of got to, you know, eat that and just hope that the future is bright. Get those young guys in and, and whatnot. Hope Dusan stays and everybody stays that you need who are important and, and just move forward. I I mean, these these fans sometimes are just ridiculous. You know, I, I get it. You want to win. I get it. You want every single league trophy and every title. But you know what? I hate to say it. You're, you're not going to get every single one. And to be in second place this season, you know, fighting to, to go to Europe and whatnot where you just were not, you should be happy. And, and they'll be okay. I mean, they were used to, you know, those years when I first started following, I mean, all I saw was Juve winning everything. So, I, I mean, they were the ones who had the stout defense, just like we talked about. So, yeah, uh, you know, as a, as a Juve supporter, I would be definitely happy. I mean, some you, you can't win them all. You know that. I mean, even Jordan didn't win every single time. You know, no, he didn't. So, no, I mean, you no, you, you it, lose. You you yeah, you're going to lose some some games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they can they can hush up, let you know, and just hope that next season they can keep it together. And maybe whenever they have that opportunity, like they did against Inter Milan, to actually fight for the title, maybe they can show up and win it. So. Juventus, Juventus is going to be back. They are, they're, 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 it's, it's, it's like one of these things, the old saying, they're too big to fail. They're, they'll be back. Exactly. I do, want to talk, I do want to talk about a club next that, that has been, they, they remind me to a lot of Manchester United in terms of the, the fan base isn't as, as obnoxious as United. So let me go ahead and, and, and preface that, but AC Milan, right? So they, they are so desperate to, because I will say this, like when they when they had Paolo Maldini and they had Duda in goal and they had uh, Shevchenko, they were amazing. I mean, you look at those mid nineties to mid two thousands. I mean, two thousand seven, they won the Champions League. They lost in 05 to Liverpool in the Champions League final. Then they beat that same Liverpool team two years later in two thousand seven. It, it was, I mean, AC Milan have, have, have won the Champions League, you know, seven times for a reason. Yeah. They, but they also, there's, if you look at this, they have, I, I don't mean to say this, like, with any disrespect to the player, but like, you have 37-year-old Olivier Giroud starting yeah. for you as your number nine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it, it's, yeah. It, they Again, this is a club that's like, Manchester United are like we, you know, we're united. We're united. It's like, dude, David Beckham's long gone. Ronaldo's long gone. The, these these guys, Roy Keane's long gone. Gary Neville's long gone. They're they're, they're it's over, man. Like Fergie's yeah. gone, yeah. and they've never <laughs> reloaded these last eleven years. Wayne Rooney was the last holdover from that generation that was a superstar, and when he retired, so did the legacy of Alex Ferguson. Yeah. That, that's the end of it, right? Yeah, that was it. And uh-huh. he it, it's 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 like it, it's it's like Totti as you mentioned with Roma. It's like that was the last 
you know, that 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 Roma side that won the 2000 Scudetto. Yeah, that that Totti was the whole that was the last piece of that. Right. When he retired yeah. in yeah. 2016 or whenever it was. Right. I mean, he's, yeah, he's he's an he's not a legend or icon. He's 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 a fucking symbol for the club. I mean, he is the bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Milan have been searching for that. Like, where's their next Paolo Maldini? Where is that guy? Right. Yeah. And they, you yeah. look at this roster. They had Frank Kessie. He's gone to the Middle East. That was their next guy, right? They, they now it's Christian Pulisic, Olivier Giroud. Yeah, that's that's your answer. Thirty-seven. Yeah. And they, see what what what's funny about this is they won a Scudetto a couple of seasons ago. They yeah, came too. back yeah. from behind. Inter were leading most of the season, I think it was, and then it, Milan came from behind and won it. But that was, I mean, that was such fool's gold. Okay, like it, 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 they they did nothing in Europe this season. They did nothing in Europe. They're back in Europa League. Did nothing in the Champions League. Could not beat could not beat out Borussia Dortmund in the group. Yeah, I had them finishing. I had them going to the round of sixteen. But yeah. boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Well, what do you see? Group- what do you see? AC. I see AC Milan. It just they are. Man United in the sense that they are holding on to past glory so desperately, like we are Milan, but you're you're Milan only because of red and black and a crest. That's it. You're the the players that like of of years past that that that's over with. They're they're gone. That those ghosts they haunt the San Siro. But they're not the, the the players that they were. They're not. They have not re- duplicated that. And yeah, until they get better, better players in, I, I just don't. I don't see how Milan get past third or fourth place, really. And 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 I know some was oh, well, they won a Scudetto a couple years ago. Yeah, again, I think that was the exception, not the rule. I think yeah. where they're at right now, that's the real Milan. And so you look at that and you say, well, they could have passed Juve in the table. Juve, second place. We just talked about how they're probably ahead of schedule in terms of their rebuild. Who does Milan play? They play Monza. They lose 4-2. to two. They get thrashed. Yeah. Then they have yeah, another they chance to put some points on the board from the San Siro last Sunday. That same Atalanta team that Inter just decimated 4-0, Milan draws with them 1-1. So they yeah. dropped four points in their last two matches. Yeah, and where is the table? Juve has fifty-seven points, and Milan has fifty-three points. Well, Nick, fifty-three plus four is fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, they 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 had a chance to to kind of jump up and and make a move, and they couldn't really couldn't really mustered that up. Man, it, it's. It's funny because you bring up they're kind of like United, and and in a way they are, man. He, and not just with letting go of the past, but also kind of grabbing on to these players that are a little bit older, mm-hmm. like like Oliver, mm-hmm. right? Couldn't you see Oliver playing for United? I could. Jesus, you know they they'll put anybody up there, and you know look at Loftus Cheek. There's another guy, Loftus Cheek. Yeah, he's right there yeah. in midfield. Yeah. Exactly. Guy from Chelsea. I could see United doing something like that, snatching him up and playing him. 
uh, Okafor. God, they snatched Okafor, if I'm not mistaken, from Salzburg, who great talent. You know, why is he not playing? You got Luka Jovic playing over him, who was supposed to be the next freaking, you know, Real Madrid star. Well, did that pan out? Sadly, it didn't. And you'll remember him from Frankfurt glory, you know, good old uh, Real Madrid bought him from Frankfurt and he was going to be the next big thing and he surely didn't work out. So I, I like your comparison. It's it's almost like the Italian United and in more ways than one, you know, they, they give these players who didn't necessarily work out too well and they bring them on and, and it just doesn't work, man. Um, yeah. AC Milan had, excuse me, had their opportunity and, and, crap the bed and i will say you know they're doing good and i don't know if it's because someone was talking about this with me i don't know if it's chelsea's bad with their fitness people because a lot of people get hurt but Polisic's playing lights out now man he really is i mean the guy is being at playing absolutely amazing scoring goals making um uh, you know uh, Supplying big chances, great creating big chances, all this and that. And here he was at Chelsea, just hurt all the time, you know. And I bring up Polisic because they, they, yeah, Milan did give an older guy. I mean, he's not old technically by age, but the even Polisic's been playing for a long time. I mean, you're talking about BVB, Chelsea. Now he's Milan. I mean, the guy's been playing for the last 10 freaking years. So maybe not old by age, but old by, by years played. And, and he did work out. So it's not, you know, AC Milan, it's not like they're complete, you know, trash or I'm not saying you're saying they are, but they, they, it's, it, they're like United. I mean, I absolutely just love that. That's, it, it, the more when you said it, I kind of laughed. I'm like, well, I can't wait to hear this one, and it it's perfect. Listen, not I, just because old, did yeah, just with the players they get, it's it's perfect. Listen to this squad: 2006, 2007. So this is AC Milan's last Champions League victory, their 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 seventh title. This is Dida is in goal, Cafu, Paolo Maldini, Alessandro Costacurta, Gennaro Gattuso, Filippo Inzaghi. Where have you heard that name before? Yeah, Clarence no. <laughs> Sedorf, Alessandro Nesta. They had Juan Jacquef from France, Andrea Pirlo, Kaka, Ambrosini. Yeah. They had, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, these are yeah. these these are world class players and household names. Yeah, they were the team, man. Besides Christian Pulisic. The average American probably, I mean, maybe because they watched him on Premier League Saturdays or Premier League mornings, they know who Giroud is because he played for Arsenal. Yeah. But there's not a lot of other players that the average, you know, the casual fans going to even know on this eight yeah. on squad. Yeah, I just named you, what was it, seven, eight, nine players that literally could play for any squad yeah. at any time, any era. Yeah regardless of, of 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 who the manager is or what what league it is they could they could have played yeah. there like i mean clarence sedorf i mean he dutch like just these names like i mean they, these are these are legends yeah Gattuso, people bring up Gattuso, that is like the bulldog out there paolo maldini is one of the best defensive footballers to ever live it's just they they don't there's ac milan after 
their glory years, the 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 two thousands. That's when this this was the last. Like this this team right here is the yeah. last stand. They won the. They were you know two thousand seven Champions League winners. Like I said, and then everything after that kind of slow, gradual yeah, decline. Down. Right, they weren't winning the league at this point already. Inter Inter was winning the league. They won those five consecutive league titles from 2006 to 2010. So, so AC Milan was not even winning the Serie A, but they did win the Champions League. So, give credit where credit's due. But I just named you that squad. Should I mean, Inter had a hell of a squad to even yeah to to win the league with this with this lineup. But I mean, if you're comparing AC Milan 15 years ago or whatever to now. The names alone dwarf those that they have now. It's just, it's not comparable. And I guess it speaks to the quality that they're in third place right now. That yeah. overall quality, perhaps in City Hall, has has declined because oh yeah, it has. We talk about Napoli being defending champions, and now they're barely holding on to the top half of the table. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is just. You know, time. yeah, but you, but it's it's top heavy because Juve is pretty good. They're going to get better. Inter is is world class, and then you have Milan in third, right? I mean, yeah, no one in Europe's taking Bologna seriously. They're in fourth no. place, but I mean, if they get Champions League, which if they that's if they finish top four, like that's like when Union Berlin got Champions League last year. No one they, they got into a group with Real Madrid and who the hell else was it? Real Madrid and somebody Braga. else, huh? Braga and um, Braga and Union and got a, a French team. Um, was it Lons or somebody? Uh, I don't. It, I know Braga was in there with them. Okay. Well, anyways, everyone knew how that was going to end. Okay. Yeah. So Bologna. Hey, if they get the Champions League, God, great, great on you. Yeah. Great good job. You. It's the same thing as like <laughs> Stuttgart this year. Yeah, Stuttgart's going to go, but then. What does Bologna have that everybody else wants? What does Stuttgart yeah. have that everybody else wants? Like you said, Union Berlin sold yeah. a couple of their key players that got them to the Champions League, that got that top yeah. four spot. So what? I mean, yeah, and we saw what happened, right? So, so you know, Lazio is the one. It's always either Anderson or um, Immobile. It's yeah, always one of those two, right? That's that's the only yeah. two that you really have to consistently worry about. Roma has talent, but they, they, I mean, they're already on their second manager of the season. They're in the round of sixteen. I will say, man, Roma, Roma. We haven't brought them up, but they are looking a lot better with this new manager. So I, I'm curious to see how this goes. But it, you know, it, they're looking better. I, I'll say that. They're in sixth I mean, it's place funny. right now. They're in sixth place. They're four points yeah. off the top four. They're still very much in contention for a Champions League spot. But hey, if Roma get top four in Italy, that that says all you need to know about the league because exactly, it's, yeah. it's, it's they are not they're not a very they're they're an a, above average to good side. They're not a yeah. very good side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to be worried four, about that either. Yeah. Then great, but you know Roma has the stability and the financial capability to actually make it to the knockout stage of the Champions League. Bologna does not. No. So if you're a Serie A supporter, a fan of the league, that is, you're going to want Roma to get that fourth spot. I don't think Napoli has any shot at it at this point. Fiorentina is a little bit off the pace, but Roma, yeah, they're four points back. That's easy, you know. 
couple yeah. wins, couple of slip ups from Bologna. Atalanta still in there at forty six in fifth place. Yeah, I mean, what's your what's your general what's your general opinion besides Inter and Juve? Let's look at positions three through twenty of this I mean, league. What do you what do you think? I mean, I pay I attention to how, it. how 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 AC Milan are holding on to the glory years, and it's like, oh, we're we're going to turn the corner, we're getting back there. I, you don't have a single player, a single player on your roster that comes close to any of the players that I named, any of them, not one of them in quality. Yeah. Yeah. And even Giroud in his prime wouldn't have played for that 2007 AC Milan side. He oh, would God, not no. He would not no. He would not have. Yeah. So no. overall thoughts, Nick, on Serie A and what, what I mean, kind of league they are. I, I, fo- I follow it, man. I watch it. I, I like what Roma's doing with – Asmon up front, up top. They've been letting him play a little bit more. Uh, he didn't. Jose didn't favor him much. The Iranian who came from uh, Russia and, and played. I, I like him a lot. He's. They've been letting him play. He's had some some goal con, uh, contributions. Dybala has been lights out, lighting it up. For whatever reason, I'm just. I like what Roma has going on. I really do. I mean, I, I love Jose, of course. Mourinho's the guy. I mean, he's the great one. He's the chosen one, yes. But ever since he's gone, I mean, they've kind of picked it up and they've they've been really exciting to watch. They've they've you know really you know went in three out of their last uh, went in three of three. I mean, one of them was the playoff with Feyenoord, but they they advanced in Europa League and and they won that on penalties uh, to a really good side in Feyenoord. Yeah, I just. You know, I, I like Syria. I really do, man. And we can get some excitement out of it. This just happens to be the one year where we're not going to have it come down to the last week or two because Inter Milan is playing so well. Besides Roma, I mean, Atalanta have have been really exciting, scoring a lot of goals. Uh, Bologna, seeing them actually do decent is absolutely shocking to me because usually – you don't see them do anything. I mean, mid table at best. Sometimes they'll get you some wins. They they had um God man, they had a guy uh on their team that I used to like a lot, uh, and he ended up leaving. But he was really only they only had one guy I really enjoyed watching on that squad. I, his name will come up. But besides that, I mean you know, they've always been a decent league to follow. I mean, Milan winning it two years ago, Napoli won it last year. You know, the excitement's there for Serie A and, and, and even Lazio keeping up sometimes. Really good league. It's just there. This season is the one off season where Inter Milan have been lights out and we're not going to see, uh, Burrow was his name for Bologna. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, he was a, a forward and, and he was really good, but he, you know, ended up leaving. But besides him, I mean, I can't even really, after years of following, I can't think of many more players that played for them, sadly, because they just were on, they were so forgettable as a squad. So, you know, them in Champions League would be really exciting. Uh, like you said, though, they, nobody's going to be, you know, we got, oh, we got Bologna in our group. Oh my God, look, look, watch out. They're not going to be thinking of them like that. But I like Serie A, man. I like covering it. 
I like when when we talk about Inter Milan. I, I enjoy it. Hell, you're showing. We were looking at kits with with Optimus Prime on it the other day. I mean, that's that's just Inter Milan's all or not just Inter Milan, but Serie A's great league, man. It really is, and and it's funny. You talk about that AC Milan squad that was so great. When people talk about how leagues have fallen off, they always bring up that point in time in Serie A because they were just so dominant in on the world front. You know what I'm saying? They had such good teams, went in Champions League, and then now it's come down to, you know, England and whatnot. But that that team that you brought up with those names, I hear them all the time because people talk about how good they were. I, I enjoy Serie A, man. I, I, I like when we when we cover it. And you know, besides Inter Milan, we're going to have a tight race for these bot the these Champions League spots and these Europa spots because even Napoli's only 5, 6, 7 points off from from uh getting back into some European stuff. So we 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 have some excitement still. It's just we pretty much know who's going to win that Scudetto, you know. It's it's pretty funny actually that one of the best players in Milan history, you know, it's, 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 well, I just put it like this. Um, There, there's just no one like Apollo Maldini that they, that they, they've never recovered his leadership ability. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Apollo Maldini was also one of the greatest players to ever put on the shirt of the Azzurri and, and, and the Italian national team. There's, there's not, there's those guys like a Roy Keane or there's, there's guys like Paolo Maldini. There's guys like Oliver Kahn for Bayern Munich, uh, Kenny Dalglish for Liverpool, Zinedine Zidane for Real Madrid. They, 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 they're the, those are your, that's the glue that holds everything together. Right. And, 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 yeah. and AC Milan do not have that. They have not had that in, in many, many years. Oh God. No, no. Yeah. Even when they won a couple of years ago, they didn't have that, that guy. I mean, who would you say it was? It wasn't, it wasn't freaking Zlatan, you know? So yeah, that's something they've been missing for, for, for a good little bit. So I just I, that's that's where I was going with that is the the fact you know and and there's been you know Rudy was kind of that last guy at United and they haven't had anybody like that as well I mean they I think Bruno Fernandez has tried to he's not a leader I mean just just not but I was yeah. looking back at that o three o four AC Milan squad man Carlo Ancelotti was the manager and you add oh, wow. to that yeah. front line so Inzaghi was already started you had John Thomason the Danish striker. And then on top of that, Andrei Shevchenko, probably the greatest Ukrainian player to ever play the game. It just that that, that Serginho was on that squad as well. It just that they finished. They just just an amazing. There, you look at that. It's just a who's who of football. It's just insane. Yeah. And and now look yeah. at what they are now. I mean, it's just it's just fall from grace. It's just well, yeah. and and it's and like. Like I said, I mean they'll they'll look at that scudetto they won a couple of years ago as like you know well we're, we're, but I don't look at that as Milan being great. I look at that as a lot of the rest of the league just not 
it's just not what it was. Serie A is not what yeah. it was in the nineties and the two thousands. It's just, it, no, it's not. Yeah, I agree. And I would, God, I would, I mean, look when ESPN plus, I know it's on Paramount now, but when ESPN plus got the Serie A deal back, I think in 2017 or 2018, I was stoked yeah. about it. Cause then I could watch interplay yeah, whenever I wanted. I mean, look, I love yeah. Italian football. I love Serie A. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm disappointed. Just much like yeah. I, just as much as I am at the Bundesliga being a, 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 a one club league for the, for the past basically, <laughs> you know, I better part, time. better part of fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Bayern, and then there's everyone else, and then for a long yeah. time it was Juve, and it's really Juve, Inter, and everyone else is what it really is now at this point. Because if you look at the last like twenty years of Scudetti. It's it, going back to like 2006. It's Inter and Juve. It's it's all of them. It, 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 there's a couple yeah. of AC Milan's mixed in there. I think 2013, and then a couple of seasons ago. But it's all Inter and Juve. I think Inter, Juve won. There's one, obviously Napoli won one last year, but it's like it's Inter's yeah. won like this will be their seventh in that time frame. I think Juve's got like seven, eight, nine. Also, I mean, yeah, so Juve's up there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, you know, but at least it's a two team league. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather that. Milan sprinkled in there, but like the quality of the league is just not what it was. I mean, used to, yeah, used to just, yeah, it's fell off. Yeah, so for sure, it's you know. So I just um, it's it's kind of sad for me to see it when it's when it's used used to be bar none the top league in the world. There was no one else even close to it. Then England took over. When I mean, they've got all that TV money, right? Barclays. Yeah, and then they got the TV money. They got the. D- I mean, they. D- it's just their their broadcasting money is just insane. And you know, yeah, we all we've talked place about this, to be. Man. We've talked about this a couple times in the pod, man. Like like Italy is just so laid back and relaxed with how they run things. It's just not. They yeah. don't. They don't seem to have the same ambition as they don't as as the Bundesliga and the Premier League do in terms of like getting. TV revenue and 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 securing yeah. additional funds and yeah it's yeah. it's it, I've never seen a country that have more teams fail and go into obscurity yeah. than I do Italy yeah tell me I mean bro I I could name you three or four clubs right now that don't exist anymore that I used to love watching in Italy dude I mean even it even happened to Palmero who were a perennial. Decent, oh, 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 you mean you know, Palermo, Palermo, yeah. Palermo, yeah. yeah. yeah they, I no. mean, it, it's just crazy. Uh, Capri is in obscurity. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's all kinds of teams that just fall from grace because Italy is so last. It's funny you mention that because that last season that Mourinho won at Inter 2010, you look at the top five, Palermo's in the top five. Yeah. I mean, they fell they, they they, from grace hard. Yeah. Owner, dude, they had a front three of Cavani, Dybala, and Bellotti. So tell me how crazy that is. Yeah, so that's, that's excellent. You, yeah, I mean, dude, come on. So, and and I've always enjoyed Italian football. My my mother's side of the family is Carlosi, and they're Italian, and it just they they go to Italy, they do this, they do that, and hearing stories about. The Italian side of the family is always great, so I've always loved it just because it's part of roots. And I've, I, I mean, still to this day, I watch Serie C football. Today, I watch Padova in the Coppa Italia Serie C, 
and and it's a great it's great football, man. I mean, uh, to it was two nothing today. I mean, I I admit it. I'm a sucker for Italian football. I don't, I may not say it as much. Top tier, maybe not as much either. But you know, Venzia I watched today in Serie B. I want to see them get promoted. Uh, so I love Italian football, man. And, and I'm like you, uh, when I heard it came on ES was coming to ESPN on plus, I actually finally got it. And I watched many a Juve matches that was 2017, 18 into 19. We got to watch them on ESPN. So I, I'm with you, man. League is close to my heart. I've always liked Italy and, and I just, you know, you, you want to see them take that step towards being more like England and, and securing those TV rights and doing this and winning things. And, you know, that's getting closer with Inter Milan, man. I'm telling you, they win this Champions League and, and they'll put Italy back on the map. And it's not like I'm saying something that's crazy. They can do it. So, you know who owns Palermo now, right? Oh, God, I could, bro, I couldn't tell you. Oh, you want They're take, doing good, though. You want to take a wild guess? Um, I'll say it's, is it, is, is it a food person or or an act? You know them very well. Oh my gosh. I don't know. They own 94.94% of the club. So they are by far and above majority owners. Yeah. They're calling the shots. They are are called the city football group. Oh, wow. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah. They own 94% of it. 95%, you may as well say. Yeah, okay. Well, dude, you don't want to know what's funny? They lost their first match yesterday in God in long time. They are going to be in the playoff, and they you could see them promoted to Serie A this season because they're very good. So surprise, surprise, my friend. I had no clue, and, and look how good they're doing this season injecting that money into these squads and then they perform well. I mean, it's just, it's such a crazy thing and it's so sad almost because it's like, you got to have that money. You just have to have those injections. Oh, I had no clue. Thank you for, for telling me that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. City football group on Palermo. So, um, wow. So just to transition out of that real quick to, We'll we'll quickly touch on La Liga real quick. Uh, there's, I mean, that's another that's another uh, that's another league that's obviously been run away with now. We talked about this Real Madrid, which was behind Girona just a, just like four or five weeks ago. Even though they had yeah. a match in hand, they were you know Girona was up by one point. Yeah, then Madrid would play, they'd be up by two. Then Girona would play, they win, they'd be up by one. So. How do you now? Now, what do you see in terms of Spain? Like, I, I look at it and say that you know, obviously, Real Madrid have won this. I think everyone else has probably conceded, and now it's a race for yeah. the top four. And I honestly believe the top four in Spain is more done than people wanted them want want to admit. It's just maybe a uh, the question is how they all finish in terms of yeah, third, like what second, spot? Third, fourth. But I mean, yeah, I don't really. You're still going to make the Champions League. I mean, Champions League, Champions League, right? So. Yeah, I mean, Los Palmas isn't going to jump Betis or Balboa or Madrid. Like, I mean, that's to me, that's probably one of the craziest things I see in La Liga this season. Besides Yorona being in second, is freaking a team like Los Palmas who just came up 
actually two spots off of a European spot. Now you may have seen them do things in Europe in b- before you've been following a lot longer. I have never seen a team like Los Palmas do anything. I've been seeing them in freaking La Liga two and whatnot. So that's pretty shocking. Um, I agree with you though, man, those that, that top four is going to be hard to bust in Betis and, and, Bill Boa is the only one that has a shot at it because they're yeah, three points I, I was, off of, of Atleti, but yeah. Betis, Betis is is ten points back, so they're 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 already Betis is looking at Conference League, yeah, and Athletic, that's it. Athletic Bilbao is looking at Europa League, but but you know it would be unheard of to think of Atletico Madrid in the in the Europa League, but I mean, stranger things have happened, but that I mean it's it's it's. Girona has they lost those back to back games, yeah, and that's the six points that they find themselves behind on now. So Real Madrid have sixty five, and Girona has fifty nine. Well, they yeah. they did beat uh, Volcano last week three nil, but the two back to back losses they had, one of those was to, of course to Real Madrid. Yeah, that's where that Madrid's ahead yeah. by six points, and what happened? They Girona has they dropped those six points. That that's the difference right there. Yeah. Otherwise, it would just be goal differential. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Spain, Spain's like Spain's done and dusted. I mean, it's it's you know, Real Madrid's yeah. going to draw some, but they're not going to lose any. Yeah, I mean, they were saved by Luca Modric in I think the eighty fifth or fourth minute the other yeah, day, yeah, or eighty maybe one nil. Yeah, and, and that kind of sealed it. And and it's just you know we, we like to touch on all the leagues, keep everybody you know in the loops here, and 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 you know make everybody happy but this league i mean you're you're you've got to give it to madrid ancelotti's done his job he's done his thing it's it's really just a race and a matter for where you land in those top four spots and if you ask me i don't think it really matters um i'm sure no one's gonna be like oh yeah well i made champions league oh but you were fourth spot and i was in the second like it doesn't who cares? Dude, Dortmund's, so, Dortmund's been living on that fourth spot for, for 10 years oh now. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Like, I know, right? They, I don't yeah. think there's any shame in that. I think you, yeah. you, you – No, not at all. Not at all. So, eh, you know, we 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 can say it's done because it is done. And, you know, if anyone wants to argue us, bring it on. But, I mean, Real Madrid isn't going to blow this. The refs aren't going to let it happen. Real Madrid ain't going to let it happen. Uh, Ancelotti ain't gonna let it happen. So yeah, we're we're basically just focusing on if anyone crashes out of the top three, the the second, third, and fourth spot. And I'll agree with you, man. I don't think it's it looks like that's gonna happen. So we'll be watching to see where those land. But I mean, barring anything crazy, we will get to see Girona in Champions League. It's just a question of do they keep Salvio? Do they keep? The Ukrainian, does uh, Tereshenko, whatever his name is, does the the Ukrainian Messi, does he leave? Uh, what happens to this squad whenever they do get to champions? Will it be like what we think Leverkusen's going to do if Zabi goes or whatever? I don't know. I mean, this is City Group. They don't necessarily have to sell. It's just like people when they talk about City needing to sell this person and that person, and I'm like. When has City ever been a sell club? They're a buy club. So, Yorona, they're part of that group. Will they keep this together? I hope so. But, you know, all we can do is hope. So, 
I mean, we're just battling for, for positioning here in La Liga. Even their bottom three, I mean, Granada and Almeria are going down. I mean, we know that. Oh, yeah, so that's Cadiz, done. Cadiz is, is, is 18 points, and Celta Vigo is three points ahead of them. So, I mean, it's even even that, like, that's the only thing that's really, like, Mallorca's six points in the clear. So it's just those two teams. But, I mean, La Liga is such a – it's such a done league with just with, – with, with basically – you want to hear something Almost, funny? Maybe two and a half months left to go. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? Maloca is in the final of the Copa del Rey. How you like that? Oh, if they win that, that means they go to Europa League. And they would could possibly be looking at relegation. They won't because I think Celta Vigo is just bad enough and then whatnot. But I just yeah, they won't get relegated. Morocco's not going to get relegated. No, no. no but I, I I thought you get a laugh. They're doing terribly in the league. They just advance on Real Sociedad, and they are going to play in the final of the Copa del Rey. And who might they be playing? Uh, I mean, who? Do you, uh, oh, so no, I I was going to say guess who, but so uh, Balboa play Madrid today. And they're up 1-0 in its second leg. So all they have to do is hold strong. And you're going to have freaking one of the craziest freaking finals of Copa del Rey that I can remember of recent time in Malaroca and Atletico Bilbo. Or we'll have Atleti. Atleti. So I don't know if Atleti will be able to come back. Um, Bilbo are, are a big favorite. Not big, but they're a favorite for this match. But... I just figured you you would be blown away seeing Malaroca in the final of the yeah, Copa del I mean, Rey. Yeah, look, and that's good, crazy. good on them. You know, I mean, the German yeah. the DFB call is even crazier than that. So, oh my gosh, I know. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm ready for that too. Let's yes. talk about real quick. So, you and myself and Steven, we watched, and Emmeline, I'll put that in there too. She was yeah. with us. We watched. She was with us. Yeah, we watched the uh, Carabao Cup final. On Sunday, all three of us watching a match together for the first time. So we watch. I mean, this is you can argue this, right? Like this is one of Jurgen Klopp's greatest achievements ever because he had there. There's basically it's a mash unit that Liverpool's basically got. We just we looked at the squad that was in that was sitting in the stands and we're like, well, there's there's all your goals right there because there's yeah, there's you know <laughs> Diogo Jota is is injured, but then. In, in 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 there you saw Nunez was sitting next to Salah. They were they were shooting the breeze, and then you had you know Sobosly is not there, and just the list goes on and on and on. So you had Luis Diaz, McAllister, um, oh Allison's out. So you had uh, Kellen Hurt yeah. was starting in goal. Uh, Virgil Van Dyke, Andy Robertson. Joe Gomez, Ibrahim Konate, and basically a bunch of kids for the for, for yeah. and, and and I mean and I still consider very much um like even some of the younger guys that have been starting, you know, for a couple yeah, of years. Harvey, now, Elliott. Harvey Elliott, yeah, he's still a kid yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even though he's Absolutely. played a lot of Premier League minutes, he's still, you know, he's yeah. still he's not a every he's week still starter. that academy guy. Right. So with his man bump, how do you yeah. rate this victory when Chelsea has 
their A team out there. They're they're the Nick Jackson, Raheem Sterling, Casado. This is it's their A team, right? It's it's um how do you where do you rate this in terms of like Jurgen Klopp gets his first trophy of the season. So goal number one accomplished, already going out with some silverware, at least some silverware. So when yeah. uh, Liverpool extends their record winning total of league cups to 10, most, most uh, club with the most victories in that competition. But this, you got to say like th- th- Clark, Bobby Clark and Dan's yes. scored a brace yep. today on Southampton. Yep. And I was like joking. With I made sure it. you just, knew that. Just yep. insane. Yeah. Uh, Connor Bradley, these guys. I mean, th- this this was th- this was a, a bunch of teenagers sprinkled in with some veterans, and they they beat the Chelsea side that just played Man City to a one one draw the week before, and could have easily easily won that match against City had they converted on their chances. Yeah. What do you rate this in terms of flops? Yeah. Managerial successes. You know, we 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 like to live in the present moment. You know, and and definitely a big trophy, big win, Carabao Cup. Sure, it's his farewell tour. Big with what he had, man. I mean, I I know the Liverpool squad pretty well. I mean, not not as good as you know, maybe some as yourself. You know, you know a lot of academy guys. Maybe I'm pretty sure some of the names you recognized that I didn't. So I'll say that. But I know the squad and 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 seeing these guys I just never heard of who just played Stoke under 21 last week in the Premier League two. You know, mind you, where they lost. You know, they come out and play Chelsea and win a trophy. I mean, it, you you got to give the credit to Klopp. You can't sit here and say Chelsea blew it. I mean, did they blow it? Yes, yeah, sure, they did. But I, I give all the stick to, to Klopp for what he did. The the managing, bringing on the guys, bringing on Joe. Uh, I mean, just doing what he did, the decisions he made. I, I will say, I won't say it's his greatest, but it's, it's definitely going to be remembered as one of the best because he had literal children. I mean, 18-year-olds. Dude, some of those guys we saw on the pitch don't even have a worth on transfer market. Remember, we were like, dude, you're worth as much as this guy. You know, we were laughing yeah, having a good I'm old pretty time. sure Dan's was one of them. Dan's that scored yeah, the brace today against Southampton in the FA Cup fifth yeah. round. He's the guy that shot. Look at the two goal scores. Louis, our boy Lewis, and 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 Dan yeah. scored a brace. That's your 3-0 against Southampton. I mean, again, a bunch of kids yeah. beat a pretty kids. decent championship side. Yes. Yeah, they, they'll be – Fighting for promotion, believe me, it's, they're it's, definitely good. This is this is insane. What Klopp's done the last uh, yeah. four days, absolutely, man. So I, definitely big. I mean, when I think of Klopp, I think of the Champions League. I think coming about coming back on Barcelona, like you know, there's so many good memories that we've had with him, and this will definitely be remembered as one of the best. I I, I do. It's up there because of what he did with that squad. So. I'm with you. I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was the best just because Carabao Cup final. Now, you do that in Champions League final, of course, like hands down, greatest. We'd be talking about that till the day we died. But it is the Carabao Cup, and it is good, and I love what he did. Like you said, Dan's showing out. 
these guys have quality, man. This is why I say whoever comes into this spot is set up for success because there's so much quality. Sure, they're not ready right now. You're not going to start them against City in two weeks in, in, in Anfield, but you still have that future looking bright, man. I mean, definitely a great accomplishment. I listened to Klopp's interview today after the FA Cup match, and just just positives, man, such good positives. Joe, uh, I think he said he played in the six or something, or Joe uh, – he played Joe out of place today, and he said he did such a great job. Like just hearing how everyone's doing good, playing how they need to play right now is exciting. Right, Joe because, Gomez is central, central midfield. Yeah, see, yeah, and, and I listened to Klopp talk about it, and he was just thrilled. He said, "Yes, yeah, sure." For our first five or ten minutes, we were out of control, but things calmed down, and the boys played well. And Dan's gets a brace. He was on a hat trick. I mean, come on, dude. This guy was just playing against Stoke under 21. The two Stoke goal scorers, even... mind you, the two goal scorers, their combined age is still younger than you and me. Yeah. So it, it's, That's it's insane. Big, the two, two yeah. 18-year-olds scored all three goals today. If you look at the subs that came in, so Cade Gordon, he's 19. Yeah. Luis Kumas is 18. Jaden Dans is 18. Trey Nioni, he is... Yeah. 16. You had a 16 year old that came in for Harvey Elliott playing. Get out James of here. McConnell, 19. Connor Bradley, 20. Yeah. Bobby Clark, 19. Jarrell Kwanzaa, 21. Yeah, Kwanzaa. He's yeah, like Kwanzaa Jarrell Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. I mean, how many how many teenagers did I just name off there? How many players under yeah. 21? Here are your veterans, like Kelleher's in goal. Van Dyke and Konate came in for Van Dyke, so you had a veteran sub for a veteran. Costa Simikas, Joe Gomez, Cody Gakpo. Yeah. And that's it. Who's still young. Yeah, yeah dude. That's it's it. ridiculous. Well, yeah, Gakpo is yeah, 24. What, 22? Yeah, yeah. 24. So, anyways, yeah. I mean, this, this, this was a, a squad of kids that won an FA cup fifth round game that shot Liverpool into the quarterfinals. This, this I yeah. mean, it's crazy. Wow. And, and this is what you need, dude. You, you play these teams, this, this young squad and you let your big boys heal for the premier league. And this is how you can win multiple trophies in a season. I mean, the England, England has it wrong, I think. And you agree with all these cups, but you know, if you can win with 18-year-olds and get to those those final games, you say it, I say it, then you play your big boys and you get the trophy. Listen, I, I, I want to say something, and I, I'll say something nice about uh, Manchester United. I remember them saying to Alex Ferguson about the class of 92. Those were all homegrown talent. Well, most of those were homegrown talent. And this just reminds me that they told Alex Ferguson, you can't, you can't win with kids. And he did exactly that. He won with kids, he won with with, yeah. with little kids like named David Beckham and and and, and such like yeah. that, right? And so <laughs> this just reminds me. It's like you have a cup final on Sunday that were basically was you know a large contribution made by kids all under the age of twenty. Yeah. Kids. Virgil Van Dyke scored the winning goal. He's the veteran. He's the captain. But the kids held their own against Chelsea, which was a 100% veteran side with a lot of big names on the team sheet. 
Then they come back on yeah. Wednesday in the in the FA Cup fifth round, and it's even more kids. And you have kids subbing in yeah. for kids, and they yeah, win three nil. Kids. So they, yeah. they, they this is they they've this I this 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 gives Liverpool an insane amount of squad depth because they're yeah, playing it does, meaningful yeah. football, and when the starters come back. You know that if somebody goes down, you have someone you can depend on, and they're not even able to legally yeah. drink in the U.S. yet. Oh my God, I know. I agree, man. That's what you want. You now have the confidence to maybe give somebody some time if someone does go down. So it's big, man. It is big, and you know, watching Nunez hop over aisles and jumping over people to celebrate Virgil's goal just shows you. I feel that Pep is letting these guys get their rest. He knows what he's doing, and he's going to bring the big boys out when it's time for the big boys to play, and and hopefully they can seal that win at Anfield against City, and we can move on, man. I, I just that's what I'm I'm thinking we're looking at, and it, and it's coming. And uh, seeing these kids do all this has been fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. Heck, I heard from my Liverpool buddy Josh. He he says he's been listening too. So shout out to you, Josh. He even texted me and was like, "Dude, I cannot believe we're doing this with children." I said, "You telling me, man? I can't but believe I it either." You, I also wish so, you'd read your your Chelsea friends' text because that that's I want to talk about that next because we talked about the winners, but let's talk about the losers. How, how, how much? Oh, he, how much praise? How much done. praise we just gave Jurgen Klopp for for managing the the match of his life? Well, let's talk about Pochettino, who and I we talked about this in real time while we were watching the match that Chelsea were taking it to Liverpool for large stretches of the second half. And then they made those subs. They take off Chilwell. They take off Gallagher who had a, you know, obviously he had a, he had a rough day at the office, but you know, chances, chances. He had a lot of chances. chances. Yeah. You take these players off. And then in the in the extra time, the kids are the ones that took the game to Chelsea. And Chelsea it looked like they were just playing from penalties from the very first minute. When you have the veteran squad, you have the players with the names on the back of the kits that can do the damage. They that that, that can put this thing away. Why would you want a chance at the penalties when you have the better squad on the pitch right now? I am shocked by the unbelievably passive style of play that Chelsea went to in extra time. I mean, what were your thoughts on this? This is, it's incredible how non-aggressive they were when you can smell the blood in the water that Liverpool are down to a bunch of teenagers go for the kill, go for the jugular. And they didn't, they didn't do it. I'm I'm still shocked by Pochettino's. I, I, I mean, well, he he's he's backtracking. Poch came out and apparently he told the guys we're playing for penalties. So that 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 it makes no sense. Yes, and I follow Chelsea. Did, did Chelsea closely. not I mean, learn two years ago what happens when you play Liverpool in a cup? Don't go to penalties. penalties with, Why would you want to do that? Yeah. Because yes, Liverpool beat them twice. Yes, Jurgen Klopp teabagged Thomas Tuchel twice. Yes, they won the FA Cup and the League Cup. But why would you like that? I'm not saying that 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 Liverpool were the better side. They didn't. It was a draw. It was a draw. They yeah. both went nil nil. 
And then it comes to basically it's 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 a game of blackjack. Twenty one. Yeah. You have twenty one, yeah, or do like okay? I got fourteen. Hit me. Okay. I'm. Oh yeah. shit! You got eight. You went over. That's twenty two. You're done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, you see, it's a game. Penalties yeah. are not a game of skill. They're a game of chance. Why do you want to leave yeah. a league cup final up to a coin toss? No, I agree. And and he. So it came out he was playing for penalties. Well, the next day at a press conference, he said, "Oh, y'all miss y'all misheard me. I didn't tell my players we want to play for penalties. They were just tired and this and that." And then and then the Chelsea fans are like, "Well, dude, you you this is your fault then. You don't have them ready to play. You didn't make the right substitutions to have the legs out there. Then this is your fault." And and Chelsea fans are pissed, man. I mean, a lot of people want him gone. A lot of people are saying he is gone at the end of the season. It's kind of sad. Be. They're not going to. They're a, not going to yeah. have something like that happen, and then he has to backtrack. When that's probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But I, I would. He probably told him, like, look, just just pump the brakes. And if he did do that, yeah. that's gutless football. That's cowardice football. Yeah. And then on top of that, yeah. Chelsea is in shambles in the table. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's just a mess, man. And and I spend a lot of time listening to Chelsea uh people, you know, on YouTube and, and I listen to podcasts and, and shows and whatnot and, and it's just it's a mess, man. They when they went down today to Leeds, I mean, it just everyone was laughing because they're just like, Wow, man, is this really happening? Sure, they came back and won. Conor Gallagher scored a th- goal to get them through to the next round where they do get a championship side. So, you know, again, we're probably going to see them in the semifinal or final of the FA cup. Uh, well, to see them stumble again, but Pochettino, man, he, he's just, it, it's almost like, is he trying to just sell it, sabotage himself? I mean, to tell a team to go to penalties when you're, Playing against 18-year-olds in a cup final is absolute shenanigans, and he should be faulted for that. And hearing him backtrack is just – it's its the season wrapped up in a freaking press conference. You, you sound like an idiot. You're in the mid-table. You look like crap. It's just – yeah, Chelsea's a, just a shit show right Lester now. Leicester next in the FA Cup. Yeah. Championship, the championship side who will be promoted. They're going to win the very, very, very good championship side. Let's put it like that. That's not absolutely. That's not a a guaranteed win for Chelsea. No, no, not at all. I mean, we saw we saw Middlesbrough beat Chelsea one nil. You know, I mean, we we can see them lose to a championship side, and I'm not going to give it to Chelsea at all, especially not with Pochettino at the helm. But I mean, they win that. You know, you're going to the semifinal where you're going to meet a Liverpool or or City, and you're going to get your brakes beat off. So, yeah, he he's in trouble, man. He'll be gone. And and I just it blew my mind when I heard that he was telling the guys to play for penalties when you're playing against kids whose balls just drop. So get get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 laughing because you're you're telling the truth. I mean it's, it's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, it's sad. I so you your, your prediction. So then that that means that once again, as I told you earlier, that Inzaghi's being linked with Chelsea. So then they so somewhere it must be 
not just you and me thinking this, but it must be a wider, a wider spread popular opinion that Pochettino will be gone at the end of the season. Yeah. 90% of the fans want him gone. I'm telling you that right now. Everybody I hear on YouTube and tweet, everybody I talk to, Pochettino out. Nobody wants him to stay. They, his tactics are dead. His youth development is not what he was saying it was. It, it's it's really bad right now. They they want him gone now. So, I, I mean, I don't see him staying. If they do get Inter Milan's manager, hopefully it'll turn out a little better for him just because I like – I like I like them, but Chelsea's just they don't have a bad run right now, man. After winning that Champions League, getting rid of uh, Tuchel and getting Potter, it's been a very bad spot to be in. Yeah, and it goes all the way back to Mourinho, really. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. It's been almost a decade of sort of instability at Chelsea in terms of their manager. Yeah. I mean, they got Conte. And then they win the league, and then they run him out. He didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting times for sure. Uh, I know that yeah. everybody wants the Russian oligarch to take back over again because life was better under him. And I can't say yeah. that it wasn't. It's, it certainly does yeah. sound like it. But, yeah, you know, or it says, I mean – from terms of like what I'm hearing, it sounds like Chelsea fans are pretty that 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 group of, of of fans is very 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 uh unsatisfied right now. Oh, big time. Yeah, dude. Every time I turn YouTube on, one of the first videos that pop up is something Pochettino out and and whatnot. I mean, they want the guy gone. Well, let's um really quickly we'll hit up the Europa League because we had last week, the round yeah, of 16 was set. Yeah. So interesting matchups here. One of the ones that I like are two sides that are struggling in their respective leagues right now, but they are in the round of 16 and they have to play each other. And that is SC Freiburg and West Ham United. That is, that's an intriguing one. Yeah. One of those two clubs will go on to the quarterfinals. Oh then you have Marseille and Villarreal. Again, Villarreal is... Having they're having a very bad season in La Liga this year. Domestically, they're they're in in shambles. But here they are again, yeah. round of sixteen, Marseille. Then you have Liverpool and Sparta Prague, which, uh, yeah, I mean, that's next Thursday, man. Like I, you know, you you, you know, you sit there and say. Well, on paper, Liverpool are going to just dismantle this club, right? But how many players are going to be back for Liverpool yeah, at that exactly. point? And don't forget, you have Man City that Sunday. Yeah, and Sparta. Listen, I, you know, I'm not saying Liverpool are going to have a hard time with them. I watched I watched Sparta Prague today play against Salvia Prague, who have AC Milan in this same tournament, and Sparta Prague are not terrible man i mean they're they don't have the best defense sure they can score goals liverpool will advance i'm not saying they won't but like you said who is going to play who's going to be available because sparta prague is the best team out of the czech out of the czech republic or what are they called now czechia czechia okay so they're the best squad coming out of there 
and they're a strong side. I mean, they beat Salvia today in their cup and they beat them in extra time. And Salvia's really good side who, who could be, you know, they, they do play in champions league sometimes, but you know, depending on who Liverpool play, it, it is, it, they will advance, but I like where you're going with this, man. I like that you at least are conscious of, stuff like that because you're hearing a oh, Liverpool nine nil, twelve nil, and I'm like, dude, it's not gonna be that easy. Like you have people hurt and you're trying to win a freaking league. So quit with the ten nil aggregates. Get out of yeah. here. So yeah, thanks. I think it's yeah. gonna be when when you're they're gonna be looking ahead to that Man City match and just three days later. I mean that's gonna and that's gonna have a huge impact on the league itself. Yeah. So you can't Massive. sit here. That's the biggest right. match Sparta of the year. Frog could not ask for a better time for Liverpool to be playing City because they're going to have their yeah. minds soundly focused on City. So it, it could this could be one of those 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 banana peels. Yeah. The other one is Leverkusen against Karabakh. I mean, that is uh again another one yeah. of those on paper where you're thinking Leverkusen they're going to Alonso's going to have them win in this four nil five nil. Yeah. Yeah. Quarbag uh, ended up uh, advancing past Braga who are very good. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I it's, it's going to be pretty easy for Zavi. I, I feel like he wants this trophy. It's going to, I mean, we know where this is going. Don't forget. We're going to have our Liverpool versus Leverkusen Europa league uh, grouping here. So we will see them advance, but Quarbag not, not, too terrible, but yeah, this this will be ugly. But I, I I thought it was funny that they did draw Korbag out of freaking Azbezikstan or whatever the hell. Oh, it is. they did you know that they beat? Yes, Azerbaijan actually. <laughs> Azerbaijan, excuse me. They gosh. beat um, Gabala yesterday four nil. Just just for those who who are yeah. keeping pace with the yeah. Azerbaij- Azerbaijanian league league. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh. I I mean I yeah all look football is a funny sport man you know just it takes one lucky goal and then a park of the bus to have an upset but over yeah. over two legs over Absolutely two legs right. I just cannot see them having a snowball's chance in hell of beating this particular Leverkusen side no. No, and Korbag reminds me of the Sheriff Tripolsi side that beat Real Madrid in the group stage of Champions League, I think a season or two ago. But this this isn't yeah, this you're not gonna see that. Leverkusen, this is they're gonna they're gonna roll on through the Aspirin boys, they gonna roll on through, and we're gonna see Klopp and Zabi play against yeah, each I other. I think that's you know, sporting sporting Lisbon, Atalanta is another one that's gonna be very tightly contested contest, I think. As you said, Milan and Slavia. Yeah, that's a good Milan good and one. Slavia Prague, the other Prague, both Prague's here in the round of sixteen in yeah. the yep. Europa League. So that's interesting. Benfica and Rangers. I I I, I favor Benfica to, to steamroll Rangers in that fixture. I d I don't yeah. just don't think Yeah they've been and poor. then the other one yeah. is uh Roma and Brighton. So Roma advance into the round of 16, they will play Brighton. Brighton is – that's – see, and that is a club right there that on their day, on their day, can dish out four goals to Roma without even thinking twice about it. It's not – that is that is Matomas not a fixture are, that Roma has any right to think that they're just going to go in and, and, and win without yeah, putting forth the effort, right? I agree. Matoma is out, so that will help Roma a little bit. Matoma is out for the rest of the season. 
and he's their star boy. He a lot of a lot of goal contributions, a lot of extra GA on there for for from him. So that'll hurt Brighton. But yeah, like you said, man, they're that that'll hurt a little bit. But Roma probably wasn't happy to see Brighton on the other side of that. They'd rather see you know Freiburg or Quarabag or somebody like that. So, well. That is it for this week, Nick. We've, I mean, we've, we've, we've covered it all. Everything that's, you know, from rumors to Serie A, what's been going on with uh, the Italian league. So I think we're, we're caught up here and this is the final day where it's already the early morning hours of the 29th. It's a leap year. Yeah. Leap year. year. We got an extra extra day day. (laughs) and which means it's going to be one day longer before I get paid. So I was looking forward to that 28th. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, all jokes aside. Anyways, um, yeah, it's no. Uh, yeah. Just this, we're entering the month of March. And I always say that the month of March is the turning point in these these leagues. Like that's yeah. when you get – I call it's it that's when month. you call – you get to the business end of things. You have the Champions League. The round of 16 concludes – the Europa League round of 16 will also take place during that time. So you'll have the quarterfinals of both competitions set in stone after this month or during this yeah. month. And you got Manchester City versus Liverpool next weekend. And you just it's just it's it's a bunch of big matches. You're gonna have uh Bayern Munich is gonna play Dortmund this month. That that's gonna be their last big hurdle that they have to sort of climb over in order to try and catch Leverkusen. So yep. Leverkusen also plays them later, later uh, this season. So it's just the, the, the March is kind of like, like I said, we get to the business end of things. So I think we're, we're in the home stretch here. There's about two months of the season left a little bit over that two and a half months. And so, yeah, it's exciting. This is going to be, it, it, it's now we're in the sprint to the finish. Some of these leagues are done. Germany. I'm not quite caught. I'm not going to quite, even though I have definitely on social media, congratulate Leverkusen for winning the title. I, yeah, I don't want to be too yeah, premature, you, you, but they're they're looking <laughs> like it's there. Real Madrid looks like it's theirs. PSG had theirs back in August. Um, Inter, Inter's in got August. it. Well, yeah, Inter, Inter has has business business taking well taken care of in Italy, and so that leads us to the Premier League. So Liverpool, Man City. They are separated by just one point when all the matches, when there's no more games in hand, it's just one point. So um, very exciting. Yeah. That's going to be probably the biggest match of any domestic league this year because the winner of that match probably likely takes charge of the Premier League and doesn't let go of it. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely a big one. We'll, we'll be covering that for sure, man. We're, we'll probably have to dedicate – much of the show to that i mean we can even break it down to formations all kinds of stuff man we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have to look at the injury report we're gonna have to look at everything so that'll be a big one uh we do have the stupid last international break before we have euros my friend so that's also big after march the end of march the 23rd will be the international break and after that my friend we got the euros in june so exciting stuff also coming up on the other end. I know we're we're in the middle of league play. I know you're not big on the flags and international, but this is on your home turf, buddy. This is big. So I, I'm really getting excited and, and I'm gonna get you excited with me. So yeah, after this, 
after this March, uh, the, these leagues get wrapped up and we have that international break. It'll be all off to the Euros after uh, Klopp gets his farewell Premier League title. So, yeah, man. All right. Well, that, that sounds like a plan to me. Get me excited. Get me yeah, excited, man. sir. All right. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, Nick, time to turn out the lights. Any final thoughts? Yeah, man. I, I'm just – no, man. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, for all these – these exciting matches. I'm ready for City Liverpool. My eyes, I, I, I'm they're focused on that. I'm just ready for it. All right. Well, with that being said, this will conclude to this week's program, and we will see all of you wonderful, beautiful people here back again on Beckham's Basement next week, same time, same place. Same channel. See you guys. Don't.